0: But people will start to look at the my national currency is losing value on a daily basis. Why would I want to save in my national currency? I want to own something else. And the stock market is at all-time highs, and it is risky. Um, commodities are already very expensive, so I think you know, Bitcoin will be an, a safe haven and store of value asset that more and more people are going to start to recognize.
1: Welcome to Bitcoin Basics with your hosts, Faris and Gordon. Visit BitcoinBasics.help if you need help buying and securing your Bitcoin. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to another Bitcoin Basics podcast with your hosts, Gordon. That's me and I have Faris with me as usual. Before I introduce Faris, let's do our proof recording. Today's date is the 20th of September. 2021. The current price of Bitcoin is 47,175. The current Bitcoin block number or block height is 701,337. And perhaps perhaps the most important stat is $1 is currently 2,120 sats or satoshis. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, have a look at the description in the show notes. Faris, El Salvador's been in the news. What the heck is going on?
0: Yeah, so a couple of months ago, the new president, newly elected president of El Salvador, um, said that he would institute Bitcoin as legal tender. Um, now, Bitcoin can be purchased as a currency in most places these days. But what legal tender means is that uh, merchants have to accept it if it is offered. Um, this caused a lot of waves. Um, people in the Bitcoin community were very enthusiastic about this, um, seeing this as one of many steps to follow. Uh, the other side of this was your the macroeconomic side, and the other um, institutes of nations basically said this was a very slippery slope um, simply because The currency at the moment in El Salvador is also the U.S. dollar. So they went off their own currency 2001, I think it was, and instituted the U.S. dollar. So that has been their legal tender. So what they're saying is that as well as U.S. dollar, we'll now be accepting Bitcoin as our legal currency. Um, Right away, um, the World Bank um, released a a paper, air quotes, if you can't see me, which we actually actually responded to just filled with inaccuracies saying how this is a slippery slope for other countries. Uh, Standard and Poor's said they're going to lower um, the uh, rate of El Salvador to junk status, basically meaning that, yeah, we we highly discourage you from investing in that country. Uh, so yeah, you've had two very different responses. Bitcoin community, very positive. The rest of the world, very negative. And... The other thing they're doing was uh, they said that if you were to invest five Bitcoins in El Salvador, you automatically receive residency and they're going to airdrop $30, 30 US dollars worth of Bitcoin to every citizen in the country, as well as roll out Bitcoin ATMs.
1: Did you know we provide a help desk at BitcoinBasics.help? Do you need help buying Bitcoin on an exchange or transferring your satoshis to a Bitcoin wallet? Perhaps you need assistance with setting up a desktop, mobile, or hardware wallet. Is your security hygiene up to date? We provide individual, one-on-one support, regardless of your understanding of Bitcoin, size of investment, or level of technical ability. Visit bitcoinbasics.help. Yeah, fascinating. Uh, There's a lot we could go into there, but how about we start with What does that mean for the average El Salvadorian? What does it mean for businesses within the country? And perhaps what does it mean for the central bank?
0: So central bank policy in El Salvador, essentially they get their central bank policy from the US central bank. Um, So their number one policy for the last 20 years has been to fight inflation. And it's probably one of the reasons they're looking to Bitcoin. What it means for El Salvadorians is one article I read where we're talking to a local, uh, local student, where he said, I'm pro Bitcoin, but I'm anti this policy. Reason being was he said, You're implementing this policy to people, and you haven't really explained to them what Bitcoin is and why they're doing it. Um, they were using a third party um, app developer to, um, to help them facilitate it. Uh, day one, the app already had some bugs. So, and this is something we've talked about before. Is if you give someone something for free, they don't value it. Um, so, airdropping thirty dollars worth of Bitcoin just means you're going to have a lot of um, satoshis that are lost, in our opinion. Um, so, yeah, it's it, they should have rolled out an educational policy saying why are we doing this? Why is Bitcoin of value? Why is Bitcoin inflation hedged? And I think that that's what they should have done rather than just say, "Oh, here's what we're doing. Everyone here's what, here's a hoops you need to go through to, to receive your 30 free dollars worth of bitcoins. Um, one thing that I've seen is uh, what people are louding it because they're saying um, it's been very difficult and expensive to get money into El Salvador. So if you have family members in El Salvador, or you're living overseas, you have to use a service like Western union, which has very high fees. Now they can just use Bitcoin. So, um, El Salvadorians overseas are very happy about this because it's so much easier to get Bitcoins to them. And once the locals know how to use an ATM, they can just withdraw their local currency, US dollar, if they need to.
1: Right. So there's there's Bitcoin and then there's the implementation of Bitcoin, which could go horribly wrong. Uh, they should have consulted bitcoinbasics.help and we would have provided a custody solution for the uh, central bank <laughs> of El Salvador. <laughs> So what's the significance to this? Let's forget, perhaps in the short term, a lot of teething problems. What's the medium term mm. significance?
0: So for me, this is, I think this is the first of many steps where countries, nation states are going to recognize Bitcoin as a currency. Um, I mean, it is now in the top 15 of currencies. When you look at it as per market cap, that is the price divided by circulating supply. Um I think we're going to start to see more and more countries go, yep, we accept Bitcoin. Uh, We kind of talked a bit about this, Gordon, you and I personally, where we're looking at countries like Costa Rica, where it's saying, look, we don't care if you have COVID, um, just come into the country. So it's saying we've got a global economic shutdown. There's a lot of money that can flow into borders, um, but it's being prevented um, because if you have COVID, then we don't want you here or we're going to lock down. Some countries are going, well, hang on. We don't think we're going to get rid of this thing. Come here. And they're saying, okay, there's a Bitcoin is now a trillion-dollar industry. Um, so why not bring some of that innovation, some of that money here? I think Malta did this years ago, where they said, okay, let's start, let's have Bitcoin conferences, let's have Bitcoin businesses. So you're probably going to see this happen in countries where like El Salvador, like Venezuela, where they're Currency is unstable. It goes through inflation. And if you have these governments, which are forward thinking, they go, well, why stick with the horse and carriage? We can just move into the electric car.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And um, I'm not sure what the politically correct term is nowadays. Developing country, third world country, probably not. Uh, but you can bet your bottom dollar that, well, you can bet your bottom Satoshi that a lot of neighboring countries are looking at this in a, as an experiment and that, I mean, you know, it could obviously, act, you know, uh, fail big time, but uh, if it's mildly successful. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, like, and share so we can find others like yourself.
0: Yeah. And it's funny, like we're seeing more and more hedge funds are now starting um departments solely buying crypto projects, um, buying into Bitcoin. We're seeing more and more in that. And I listened to an interview recently with a guy in Southeast Asia saying, oh, this is the end of Bitcoin. He says, oh, you know, um, he says, <laughs> Bitcoin only exists for people to hide money for nefarious purposes. So if you go to China, there's no Bitcoin anymore on the street. I, I could not believe, I mean, this guy's well recognized in financial circles. I couldn't believe what he was saying because um, you use cash for to hide um, ill-gotten gains. You don't use Bitcoin. Bitcoin is incredibly transparent. The reason you don't find Bitcoin in China is because they're using Bitcoin to get their renminbi out of China and into a foreign currency. So yeah, it still blows me away, some of the stuff you read. And I mean, I just even saw the Netflix um, where they explain Bitcoin. And ironically, they had Christian Slater. who was one of the characters in, um, what's that robot show, Gordon? Uh, Mr. Robot? Yeah. Yeah, yep. Mr. Robot, where Bitcoin appears there. And like a lot of stuff we're seeing happen today, showed up in that show years ago. And same thing, they basically said, oh, it's the end of crypto, it's the end of Bitcoin. I'm like, geez. So it's there's still so much misunderstanding and fear of Bitcoin. And it seems like we're seeing that whole hatred, trying to kill it mentality, especially from mainstream media coming out. And it simply is a lack of understanding of the fundamentals.
1: Absolutely. And how many times has Bitcoin died now? I think the obituaries are what upped into the three or 400. So people will keep going. Um, what does it mean for, obviously for developing countries, it sounds good, but for established economies, US, UK, Australia, Canada, what does it mean for those countries and currencies?
0: So what's happening there is Essentially, we are starting to see inflation really take off. And this was the fear with QE was, you know, people said, oh, you print more money, inflation is going to take off. When we say inflation, we mean the price of commodities. So everything that you buy at the grocery store is going to get more expensive. Um, For some reason, that didn't happen right after QE, but we're starting to see that happen now. Um, You know, just look at the price of lumber and what that's done. You look at the price of lumber, you think you're looking at a chart of Bitcoin because of how much it's gone up. So people are just going to lose faith in their national currency, and they're going to look to something else. And gold has just gone absolutely nowhere. I honestly thought silver and gold would perform far better than they did this year. I think even, yeah, I even at some stage thought gold would outperform Bitcoin at some at some point, I think I said. Um, so I'm amazed that it hasn't been doing that. Um, don't want to get into any theories as to why. But people will start to look at the, my national currency is losing value on a daily basis. Why would I want to save in my national currency? I want to own something else. And the stock market is at all time highs and it is risky. Um, commodities are already very expensive. So I think yeah, you know, Bitcoin will be an, a safe haven and store value asset that more and more people are going to start to recognize. And we need to remember it's still what five to 7% of the world owns Bitcoin. And I think that's
1: a very liberal estimate. Oh yeah, I, I really don't think it's that high. Uh, so you mentioned safe haven assets and I'm surprised as well uh, in terms of where gold, well, where hasn't gold gone? Um, so people are looking at Bitcoin, especially millennials and uh, they're getting into cryptos and NFTs and all that kind of stuff. So Bitcoin is a store of value, as a safe haven asset, but for a country like El Salvador, is Bitcoin a good method of payment though?
0: Payment for everyday goods and services? Is that what you mean? For anything. So I think you're going to have two things. One is the people who don't know what the hell Bitcoin is and don't look into it are probably going to spend it right away. Option number two is the people who understand Bitcoin and its, you know, long-term upward trajectory and price volatility will just hold on to it. So you'll probably see Gresham's law in that people will either just get rid of it or hold on to it. And ironically, you'll see it trading Bitcoin the same way. Um, I think it's a fantastic pilot, for lack of a better word, to see how they do it. Um, I think other countries will. He get back off of this and learn from their mistakes. I don't see this as a flash in the pan one-time experiment. Uh, look, as far as is it worthwhile, I think they're exploring anything different to the dollar, and they're not the only ones. Uh, China, Russia, Iran, and even the European Union are looking to get off of the petrodollar system. And they have been since 2006. hmm
1: what a fascinating experiment. I can't wait to see what happens. I can sort of foresee some teething problems, for sure, in terms of payments and infrastructure and whatnot. But uh, yeah, as, as we mentioned, perhaps previously, um, countries like Panama and uh, using the Panama Canal to you know go through, pay with Bitcoin, all that kind of stuff, I think it's going to be fascinating. Um, Uh, Apart from the fact that they're also going to be mining Bitcoin using geothermal heat from the volcanoes there as well. So that not only are they um, using Bitcoin as legal tender, they're securing their own Bitcoin and potentially making uh, profit as well. So incredible. What else do we need to look out for in El Salvador?
0: More Bitcoiners moving there potentially. Um, now I'd be interested to find out what they mean by when you invest five Bitcoins to get citizenship. Does that mean you leave five Bitcoins in a wallet that's owned by the government? I'm not too sure what they mean by that. So that, that'd be interesting to see what they mean by that. And yeah, would you see, will, you know, Bitcoiners move to El Salvador just to get free citizenship and know that either hey, Bitcoins aren't, you know, they won't get capital gains tax or anything like that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm not too sure about that. You'd need some more incentives, but uh, it is interesting how, you know, South America and Central America, will going to have, you know, the Amero and like all these sort of community, like like the European Union has the euro. We're going to have something like that, but uh, it might just be Bitcoin. And so um, Central South America has Bitcoin instead of their own peso, digital peso or whatever it's going to be.
0: Yep. Um, and I think, yeah, this will basically be how Bitcoin does become a globe part of a global reserve currency because we are long overdue to get over the US dollar system. People do forget that we do have global currencies, and those global currencies are the currency of the hegemonic power at the time. Um, so before the dollar it was a pound sterling, before that it was Spain and Portugal. Um, you know, we had the world was on a gold standard. So this isn't new. Um, it, it will take a long time. I think we are on the very first step of getting there.
1: So if you are a president, dictator, um, finance minister of a developing country, BitcoinBasics.help and we'll, we'll be able to implement uh, Bitcoin as your uh, sovereign, as your national currency.
0: Well, well, that was it for today, guys. If you are listening to this and you are in El Salvador, we would love to hear from you. Please contact us, BitcoinBasics.help. And uh, yeah, we'd love to have you on the show just to see how has this affected you? How, what is, because we've, you know, we can't really trust too much what we hear in the news these days. So we do want on the ground reporting from you guys personally. So please, if you're hearing from us in El Salvador, get in touch.
1: Thanks for watching or listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please like, subscribe and share so we can spread this educational content to others like yourself visit bitcoinbasics.help
0: Disclaimer: Any content provided by CoinCompass is for educational and informational purposes only and is not investment, legal, tax, or any other professional advice. A qualified professional should be consulted before making any financial decisions. CoinCompass will at times recommend certain products, services, and technologies, but these are opinions based upon our own or podcast guest's experience and not endorsements. We take no liability for out-of-date or inaccurate information, software bugs, manufacturing errors, technology misuse, or issues involving third parties. Visit CoinCompass.com for more information and please contact us.